Hey, are you okay? Moss Hollow, Episode 2, Lacey. Every sensation hits me at once. My forehead is sore, with pain at the bridge of my nose. The overhead light is flicked on, forcing me into some awareness. Are you okay? She's trying to see my face, but my hair is flipped across my eyes, covering my shoulders. Before I can get an answer together, she's popped the door open to investigate. My neck is okay, for now, and nothing is broken. Hey, I call after her. My voice feels distant, like it's not my own. Where's the man? Did I hit him? No, no, no. She quickly sits again. There's nothing here. No tracks. That guy, there's no one here. That's not possible. I look at the clock. My console is buzzing. The digital numbers are shifting around. They can't seem to settle on a time. I click the radio on and off. There are fuzzy sounds and white noise coming through, but the stations shift back and forth. I center my gaze on my raspberry chapstick in the cup holder, and I try to take inventory of my car so I can focus my vision. A McDonald's cup from last night, makeup wipes. In the back is my laundry, some towels from the day at the lake. What do we do? There's no one here. We're not on the road anymore. My bag was left at the gas station. Oh my God, the gas station. There was broken glass. The register was open. What if I lose my job? I can't lose this job. (sighs) We have to get out and walk back, I say. Is that a good idea? I mean, I watched a survival video that said that you should stay put and that it was important. Fuck the video. We have to find something. A road or the tracks or something. We don't have service out here. Oh my god. You hit your head. You're not in a condition to walk. What if you have a concussion? Taking in her reaction to my face, I don't need a mirror to know that I look like I lost a fight with the car. I wince when I touch my brow bone. Don't, she says. It's kind of bruised. You must have hit the steering wheel. It's right here. She points to herself, dragging her finger between her eyebrows. Great. I look like a redneck Frida Kahlo. I'm sure it looks worse than it is. I'm fine. What if we split up? I can walk and you can stay with the car. Didn't you just lose a camp kid? What is it with you and dropping people off in the woods? I see her face drop, and I realize I definitely should not have said that. My mouth runs ahead of my common sense sometimes. Okay, look, we'll go together. I don't think it's wise to split up is all. I pull my key out of the ignition and avoid her eyes. I slowly push myself out of the car. I want to check the damage. I fumble with my phone's flashlight and take it one step at a time. My knees feel like gelatin. Pressing my hand against the body of the car, I slowly circle around. She's right. There's no one here. The hood is fine. The wheels are fine. I can smell scorched rubber a bit, but there's no physical damage from what I can make out in the dark. I expect something grim up front. A dead man. But there's nothing. We're alone. I notice her scope in the silhouettes of trees. 
Maybe figuring out how far we veered off the road. Anything on your side? No, nothing. Just the smell. The radio starts to flicker in a way I hadn't noticed before. The engine is off, but everything else is blinking. Claire? She yells. Ugh, Jesus Christ. Claire! Hey, focus. What if she's here? We don't even know where here is. It's after dark now, and I don't know if the search party found her or not. They can do their job, and we can do ours, which is to get back to the gas station. They don't need two grown women to search for on top of Claire, okay? Okay, then we should wait until morning so we can walk in the daylight, right? A chill comes over me. Granny used to warn me against being out after dark. Of course, I never listened to wisdom back then. And I've been out in these hills at night plenty before. But nothing ever felt like this. I've never felt this kind of unease, like danger perched just on my shoulder. It's just shock is all. Shock is different than actual fear. My mind is just trying to make sense of things. She sits inside the car again, defeated. Hey, we gotta get moving. Maybe we'll be back by morning and we can make calls from the gas station. She doesn't say anything. I know it's been a hard day for her, but I don't handle sulking well. I count to five in my head. The only useful advice I ever got from the school counselor, and I try a different tactic. I need help getting stuff out of the trunk. You gonna give me a hand? She looks at me with tears in her eyes. After a few seconds, neither of us know what to say to each other. I think both of us are realizing that this is going to be a long-ass night. I gather my wits and hobble over to the trunk, the garbage pit of my ancient Camry. Let's see, bungee cords, flashlight, life jackets, a bottle of whiskey half full. I hear her fussing with the radio. I'll help. I'm sorry, I want to see if there are any reports first. Static, buzzing, station flipping. I don't think it's working, I say, hoisting my shit to bring to the front of the car. I slip my arm through one of the life jackets and chuck everything else into a vinyl grocery bag. I let out a frustrated breath. Granny said to me once, You're such an angry girl. You gotta let your anger go, child, or it'll catch up with you one day. She was right. I was spirited and I would argue. I got good at arguing. It made me feel good anyway. I couldn't control anything in my life, but I could control the conversation. Okay, reason through this. If we're still close to Moss Hollow, we were coming into town from the southeast side. I look around with my flashlight. The road may be up that hill. Without a moon, it's hard to get my bearings. The canopy is heavy enough that I can't see through the trees to the stars. Tomorrow morning, if we make it back by then, I will inevitably get chewed out for leaving the gas station as it was. I won't just lose my job. They could sue me or something. I don't know if Eddie would do that, but I don't think I have enough of an explanation from my side to matter. What am I supposed to say? Oh, sorry, the broken glass was caused by spooky forces beyond my control. Sorry, Ed, I just thought I was going to die, so I hightailed it. And what if she's right? What if Claire is actually out here? The gas station is down the mountain from camp. No one willingly goes uphill. It's natural that Claire would walk down, thinking she was going back to camp. What if she's here and we missed her? 
something dawns on me. What if... No, that's selfish. I can't think like that. I can't turn into my mother. But what if... What if there's a reward for finding her? I've lost the job. I know that already. But what if I can help find Claire? Maybe if there's money in it, the job won't matter at all. What are you wearing that for? She's gotten out to join me with her flashlight. I touch my forehead again. (sighs) Mistake. Well, it's bright-ass yellow, so hopefully someone will spot us if we're legit lost. Put it on. I can tell she's holding back a retort, but she puts it on anyway. Why? You had better stuff than this in your car? Um, actually, yeah, I had a tent and sleeping bags and a camp stove, a lantern and non-perishables. Okay, okay, I get it. Jesus. I hear a rushing sound, like the creek is running nearby. I'm trying not to compare myself to her. Look, I know that finding Claire isn't your problem, but maybe we should try to get to camp first. If she hasn't been found yet, we might run into her out here. I mean, it's likely that if she's out here, she'll be walking downhill to find a road or a switchback or something. Right? We're not close enough to town to go all the way down the mountain. We need to go back up. We could cross paths. Was that the radio? I don't know. I slam the trunk shut. Get in, I say, and I bolt for the driver's seat. The humming starts again. It comes on all at once. My head feels like it's gonna explode. I lock the doors. She hits the overhead light off. I shove the bag behind us, and we sink down into the seats. I try to turn the radio off, but it doesn't respond. (sighs) There's something close. I can't tell exactly where, but it feels as though it's scouring the car. My chest squeezes inside the life jacket. A fear washes over me I can't control. Do you hear that? Stay quiet. She's out there. She's calling my name. I grab her arm. Don't do anything. It's not her. But she's out there. I hear her. Shh. It's not real. Stay still. She's sobbing now, but trying not to. I feel an almost electric sensation. My hair is standing on end. My head is throbbing. I feel like I'm going to pass out. I can tell she's going to do something. But I'm scared enough it feels like we're going to die if we're found. Stay still. I mean it. Before I can react, she throws the car door open. She hurls herself out. I can hear her grasping at leaves. The car lights are on. We're exposed. Fuck! Something is on my side of the car. Before it can reach her, I grab the cup next to me, filled with melted ice, open my door, and I hurl it at the thing. It hisses. I can't see anything. Where is it? Miss Anna? Miss Anna? It must be Claire. I hear it now, but it can't be her. At this point, I'm grabbing anything I can reach for. The towels, still damp, get thrown out the car at the invisible thing. It shrieks again. I release a bungee cord like a slingshot. It doesn't quite work, and I seem to miss anyway. She's scrambled back inside now, slamming the door, just before it screeches across the car. I shut my door too, 
The radio goes wild. The car begins to shift. My head is throbbing. Okay, think. We can't stay in the car. The water seemed to work, but I don't have any more water. Fuck. Hey, listen to me. What do we do? What do we do? Stay still. Stay as still as possible. Maybe it'll give up. But it doesn't seem to. The car is being pressed to the left, crunching against the dirt and leaves. It's trying to get in. It's persistent enough. If it gets in, it'll kill us, I'm sure of it. I see the glint of glass in the vinyl bag. I reach for the whiskey bottle. (sighs) If this doesn't work, at least I die trying. I grip the neck tight in my hand, twist the top off and take a breath in. I peel out of the car door for what might be the last time. I scream into the dark and flip the liquid all around my car. I fling it left, then right, not sure where to aim. It shrieks again. There's a harsh electric sound that almost smokes off of it. I hear the drag of leaves into the woods away from me, toward the creek. There's a splash, then the loudest reaction I've heard from this thing yet. Like a sickening pop and hiss. The air tastes bitter. Then I hear it flee into the canopy above, the branches shaking. It pulls the trees with it, heaving its energy above us. It rips down the mountain, away from the water. After a few moments, the air starts to clear. I smell the alcohol for the first time. I didn't realize the wind had been missing. A cool breeze whispers past me, and I finally remember to breathe. My head still hurts but it feels safe now. (sighs) I take a pull from the bottle. I don't know why that worked, but I'm glad it did. It pays to be a dirtbag, I guess. I lean into the car. Well, you ready? She's still crying, but there's some resolve deep down past her panic. Yeah, she says. Thanks for doing that. As we collect ourselves, prepping for a long night of slowly walking around with flashlights, it hits me that my car might be fucked. I don't think that thing did any serious damage outside of a dent in the door, but as I pass my flashlight across the trees, I realize that we are nowhere near the road. Shit. I hold back tears. Great, we're in literally the woodsiest part of the woods. There is no number I can count to to take this feeling out of my chest. What's wrong? She asks. Well, Anna, my car shat itself out into the middle of nowhere, and I'm a little bothered by that. She doesn't say anything, because maybe she thinks I'm going to blame her. And maybe I should. If she hadn't come into the gas station, I would have closed up shop like normal and been home by now. Instead, I'm out here getting harassed by a haint. Um, maybe we should follow the creek and go upstream. There's a place where the creek and the road intersect. I think to myself that it won't be an easy hike, but following the water is a good idea. You're right. Seems like it doesn't prefer water anyway. Safe bet. What was it? I don't know exactly, but in case this is real, we should follow the folklore. What's the folklore? Basic stuff. Don't whistle at night. If you hear your name... Yeah? If you hear your name, don't respond. It's a trick. 
I see her retreating into her thoughts through the shadows on her face. She's turning over the last few minutes in her head. Don't worry, you didn't. It sounded just like her. What if it has her? And what if Claire was secretly a demon child all along? That's not funny. I'm not laughing. I look inside my grocery tote, reevaluating what I have. Oh, hey, my vape pen. I was looking for that. What else do you have? I have cheese crackers, more bungee cords. What are the bungee cords for? Well, normally for bungee cording stuff, but tonight it's for attacking haints. You're gonna bungee the haint? This girl is starting to get annoying. I'm sorry, did you bring anything better when we were running for our lives? I just have my phone. We try to awkwardly make our way through brush and branches to the creek. As we move away from the car, the radio static fires up again. It's like it's responding to something almost. Let's hustle, come on. We rush down to the water, shining our lights onto the silt. I start to sweat with the life jacket on. This is going to take forever. After a minute, I don't hear Anna's footsteps behind me anymore. When I turn to find her, she's kneeled down by the creek bed, staring into the water. Hey, we can fish later. She doesn't move. It's like she's mesmerized by something below. I go to collect her and get moving. Hey, I say again. It's still out there. We gotta go. When I face the water over her shoulder, I see an image I can't make sense of. It's a reflection of a small cabin, as clear as if it were right in front of us. There's a soft glow in the window. This vision draws me in. We hear a scream. A woman, like she's hurt. Anna looks behind us. She hears it too. But it's hard to place. It's far away. I look back to the water. There's a lantern hanging from the cabin door. Looking closer, there's a handprint on the frame. Mud, maybe. The water brings us closer to the vision. I struggle to peer through the door. The screaming carries through the woods. It's coming from upstream. Anna gasps. <gasps> it's blood. She's right. The handprint is dried blood. Is this a warning? Do we go upstream towards danger? Or do we risk spending almost an extra day trekking away from the mountain to get into town? No. Shit, shit, shit. No. I drop my phone into the water. The vision disappears. Anna's closer and grabs it first, shaking it off. I hear my name. It's coming from upstream, where the woman is screaming. How can this get any worse? The radio is louder now. We hear the spirit shriek from the next valley. What if it comes back? We have to follow the voice. Up there, Anna says. We have to. I'm desperately wiping my phone against my jeans. Which is stronger? My anger or fear? I don't know. But something wants me. We start stumbling along the creek bed, past the ferns and moss and sassafras, gripping roots and branches that help us move as quickly as we can in the dark. We head uphill, following the water. But I don't respond to my name. I know better. Thank you.
Moss Hollow is written and performed by Melinda Beck. Original music by Kendall Winter. Mountain Foley by Melody Parrish. If you'd like to stay up to date and get an extra dose of poetry and spooky mountain art and imagery and more, you can follow me on Twitter at Moss Hollow Pod. Or you're also welcome to write me directly at mosshollowpod at gmail.com. Also, find more of Kendall's music on her Instagram at winterkendall, that's K-E-N-D-L, and stay tuned for her new single, which is releasing this month. And lastly, if you're not on social media, you're welcome to check out mosshollowpod.com. I release a new episode every Tuesday, so I'll see you then, and thanks for listening. <laughs>